out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, and the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Today I speak to my friend Paul. I'm not going to say anything more because this recording is long. I really tried to edit it shorter, but I did not succeed. This podcast is supported by the first layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There is also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the end of the homepage. This is Paul's story. Sit back and enjoy. Paul, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Freddie? <laughs> I'm very, very well. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, I feel as if we've done three quarters of the interview without... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time we'll turn the mic on first. <laughs> yes, we, 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 let's actually do that. Let's, yeah, let's have, yeah, because yeah. we're the second person where we had such a nice chat before we started that when we started, I thought, oh, fuck, we've got nothing to yeah, talk about. Yeah, well, I think we've covered it now, so I'll see you next <laughs> yeah. week. Cheers. Okay, so this is episode done, safe. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the easiest edit I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming through to talk mm, to Meet no, Me in the Field. I me. really, really appreciate that. Thank you. You drive one big motherfucker of a motorcycle. <laughs> what is this? Is it a Harley? It's a Harley Davidson Street Glide. Okay. Yeah. And you drove from Mulnerton now? Uh, from Salt River now. Was it at the office? Oh, you were at, at the office. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's about, what, half an hour of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. On a beautiful day like yeah, this. Yeah. Do you often just take rides mm. for relaxation? I don't ride as much as I used to. I mean, I've had the bike... Uh, I bought it in 2013, and I've done just over 50,000 kilometers on the bike. Good God. Uh, That's nothing. I don't use it at much around town oh, because okay. it's big and bulky yeah. and heavy. Uh, but the long road, I love it. Absolutely love it. Because it's a really comfortable sit. I always yeah, find it yeah. interesting driving past yeah. Harley drivers. Mm. Because you sit in a very interesting, your legs yeah. are kind of... Is that actually comfortable? It is. They, it doesn't look comfortable. It's, it's, they call it a couch. The, the, the big cruiser in Harley, they call it a couch. Okay. It? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like you're sitting in a couch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I often look at it and think, yeah. it must be comfortable. It doesn't look comfortable. Yeah. yeah. No. So for long, for long drives, five, you actually five, feel... 600 kilometers is a good ride on a Harley. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Riding, it, for me, riding is like meditation. I mean, yeah. you're obviously, you're focused, you're watching mm. the road, you're watching the traffic around you. But once you get out of the city and you're on miles and miles of clear open road, it's like you have two brains. The one's watching the road and controlling the bike, and the other one can be anywhere. Sounds like my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my brain is like a Windows computer. I think I've got 50, window, 50 windows open at the same time. you don't know where time. the music's coming from. <laughs> No, exactly. That's what the problem. Oh my God, yeah. that is where the music goes from. <laughs> I, I have such a well. At the moment, I, mm. I have an, an issue with my brain. Mm. I've started obsessively counting. I've been doing that since I was a child. I, but I don't count stuff. No. I just count. Yeah. You do the same. I do, but I count things as well. When I'm on the bike, the lines, the white lines in the middle oh, of the road. Word. Boom, boom. I get up to seven. I start again. I do seven. Okay. Sevens all the time. And I can do that for an hour. For an hour. Yeah. Oh, my word. No problem. Yeah. A few weeks ago, I just started thing. kind of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten. And some days I find I count <coughs> slowly. And mm. some days I count fast. Yeah. And um, and steps. I count my steps as well when I'm walking. Yes. Mm. I'm, I, I some days yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm not that abnormal. No. But well, I, wonder, I wonder what... No more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but interesting that you only start now. I can remember counting stuff. Mm. And I thought that came from the days that I was a hurdler, where every afternoon was kind of one, two, three, over one, two, three, uh, over. So okay, yeah. also yeah, when I walked in the sense, street, yeah. I would walk. Yeah, and suddenly a few weeks ago, it just really? came yeah. back. It feels it's it's driving me kind of insane. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But maybe it's a way of quieting your mind. Maybe by doing That's that, what that you're shutting out some said, of the clutter. She said, we yeah. all have, what did you call it? Um, fillers. Mm, yeah. But what did I use then as a filler before this? I started counting? Okay. It feels if another window's opened. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. There's now yeah. 51 windows and the 51, <laughs> 51st one is just fucking counting. They need to close a few. That's <laughs> I need a crash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A restart. Have you tried switching it off and on? 
<laughs> are you an IT, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Paul, you're from the UK. Originally, yeah. How long have you been in South Africa for? Since 81. 81, 91, 2001. So that's a long time. Yeah, longer than I lived. I grew up in the UK. I went to school there. I left there when I was 20. Um, I lived in Joburg for a long time and I've been in Cape Town for 20 years. Okay. So, and why did you leave the UK? Believe it or not, because of a broken heart. Ah, oh, that, uh, that's all I ended in Cape Town. So, oh, really? Yeah, I believe in the... Doing the, a geographical. The, yeah, I, I, I think fleeing the scene yeah, of the crime yeah. <laughs> is always a bad yeah, thing. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was very young, engaged, and yeah, obviously we broke up. You were too young to be engaged. Exactly, yeah, already, at 20. Yeah. You know. And with hindsight, obviously, it was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, it was the end of my life. Yeah, of course. And I had a brother living in Joburg at the time, so I thought, yeah, I'll go there for a year or two. Okay. And that was, yeah, 40 years ago. Thank God he's not still with him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, would, that would be a bit weird. But, but <laughs> he actually kicked me out after three months for smoking weed in the bedroom. Uh-oh. <laughs> so then I was really on my own. <laughs> I always say my previous relationship was my, my, was my biggest one. I stand gone wrong. Mm. 17 years later, you still wake up and say, are oh, you still here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, where in the UK did you grow up? A place called Plymouth. Plymouth, and yeah, where is that? Uh, southwest. For somebody who only knows London. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so if you come out of London and you head south towards Bristol, okay, past Bristol, Somerset, down towards Cornwall. That's okay. like the last stop before Cornwall. Oh, cool. So it's on the coast. It's a naval town. Um, was father in the Navy? My father was in the Army. Uh, I never knew my father. He died six, month, uh, six weeks before I was born. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah. How did that happen? He was in his 40s and he's had a thrombosis, a heart attack. Oh and my God. Yeah. My mum, because she was heavily pregnant with me at the time, they didn't tell her. They didn't want to tell her that he died. So no. for six weeks, she lay in hospital thinking that her husband has buggered off and left her. Only after I was born, then they told her that he passed away. You and are that, not serious. How traumatic is that? And what happened to the body in the meantime? Actually, I always, I always think of practical yeah, shit yeah, like that. That is actually a bloody good question. I don't know. Because I remember seeing photos of the funeral when I was a child, but I don't I don't remember my mom being yeah. in those photos. So maybe they'd even had the funeral without her. Oh Holy my crap, God, that will be absolutely horrific. How do you ever get closure? Well, she yeah. never moved on. She never remarried. She never had anybody significant in her life. Um, I had three older brothers, uh, quite a bit older. The eldest one is 20 years older than me. Oh, my word. So by the time I started growing up, by the time I'd started school, all three of my brothers had moved out. Oh, my word. So I felt like an only child in a single-parent family, mm. which in the 60s in the UK was not the norm. With a mother caught, caught up in grief. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I can imagine the resentment she must have carried with her through her life. She did, yeah. And it manifested, uh, my older brothers, when they got serious girlfriends and engaged and married there was always friction between the new girls and my mom because obviously now she well, her man's been taken away yeah. and now they're taking their other men away oh my word mm, yes yeah. so it, i did i mean obviously so I the dynamics realize, were amazing. didn't realize it at the time yeah. but with hindsight now i can see what, what oh happened. my word yeah and did you grow up religiously with uh, some form no, of... No, no. My father was a staunch Catholic, okay. as was my eldest brother, uh, but he was already out of the house. My mom turned her back completely on religion because when my father died, the priest came to see her after I'd been born. And the only thing he could do was uh, berate her for not making sure that he'd had his last rites. Nothing about her newborn child or how she's going to cope or anything else. That was that was all he was worried about. Was there any form of spirituality in your life? No. So no, there wasn't. I went through I went through a stage as a child where I went to church fairly regularly, and and I think simply for the fact that it was an expected thing, I called myself a Christian. Okay, because everybody at school now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so that, uh, but never a Catholic church. I, I always went to a Methodist okay. or a Church of England. Um, and, but that, that kind of fell away um, with the, when I started partying and, mm. and, yeah, 
and when the two lifestyles clashed, obviously the party won. <laughs> <laughs> the easier, the easier one, or yeah, the easier absolutely. one always the wins. Path the path of least resistance. But <laughs> I stopped athletics, my athletics coach also said to me, "Oh, you discovered there are, there are nicer things to do than training." Yeah, yeah. absolutely, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. Yeah. So now you come to South Africa, mm. and what happens now? Well, I the company I worked for in the UK um, had a had branches out here. So I had a job organized okay. when I came here. I got permanent residence. Cool. Because in the 80s, they wanted as many white people as possible in the country. <laughs> <laughs> stock, stock up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't an issue. So yeah, I mean, I was here. I had a job. I wasn't earning very much, but enough. I stayed with my brother. As I said, three months, he kicked me out. There was a girl at work who I was quite friendly with, and she was looking for a place to stay. So myself and her and a friend of hers got a house in okay. Kensington. That's where my parents lived really? until yeah. the other day. Yeah. 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 Actually, um, my sister lives still Yeah, and yeah, it was it was party time, game on. But it was also it was a very lonely time. I can imagine. Yeah, um, I didn't know very many people, uh, except for you know, the, what the girls I was staying with, and then through them I met some of their friends. Yeah. But it was all hard drinking and drugging and and it you know I mean I, I fell into the scene quite quite readily. Yeah. And I discovered that weed was so cheap here compared to the UK. <laughs> Holy moly, it was cheap. Are you, you serious? Know. Yeah, absolutely. So then, but now, so I went and bought myself a sound system. And I think for the best part of two years, I probably isolated in my room with my Pink Floyd and my Led Zeppelin records <laughs> and, a, and a regular supply of weed. And that was my life. I came home, I went out, I worked, I was social, I interacted with everybody. Came home, put the music on, zoned out. Oh, my word. Yeah. And what did you work at that stage? Also in Mother's Bears. I've okay. been in Mother's Bears all my life. Okay. Yeah. So were you just kind of a, a Zol smoker mm. or did you justify it by saying it puts you on a spiritual journey oh, no, and no, you no. you were just, you fuck, fuck you, yeah. I smoke if I want to. There was nothing <laughs> spiritual about it whatsoever. It was, it was um, yeah, it was just because I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it at first. But then it started making me very paranoid. Ah, yeah. okay. How old are you now? I'm 58. Okay, so you're seven years older than I am. Mm. So now you arrive in South Africa. Yeah. A white male from the colonizer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How were you received in the new not, South Africa? Not well by everybody. Not well by everybody. Because, I mean, that was still the old South Africa. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, the I, real I, transition hasn't, hasn't even started no, yet. No, it was still a, a far off distant yeah. idea. Yeah. And I struggled with the language, obviously. Yeah. Coming from directly from a part of the UK where they <laughs> barely speak English, never mind <laughs> anything else. Yeah. And then I, I can remember the first time I took a, a phone call in my new job, and uh, the guy rattled something off to me. And I said, sorry, sir, I, I don't speak Afrikaans. Could you speak English? He says, oh, yeah, I'm speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, that was kind of a, a bit of a wake-up call. Yeah? So, <laughs> so first I had to understand the accent, and then I had to get some idea of the language. Well, if, when, when my husband and I watch British, something British, mm. the first thing he does is he looks if he can find... Subscript. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of time I really don't understand yeah. the English. Yeah. The yeah. accents I find yeah. freaky. Okay, I'm half deaf to start with. Yeah. But, but some it, of the accents are just England, virtually impossible to you, understand. You travel 50k and you've got a completely different accent. So you don't understand a bloody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bloody they don't understand each other, never mind yeah. a foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much for, for successful communication. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But and, yeah, so there was, and, and, and it was, you know, Plymouth was a bit of a backwater. I think in the 20 years that I'd lived there, I, th I think I'd interacted with two non-white people. Oh, my word. Yeah. So then coming to... In fact, I remember I must have been about five or six years old and my mum had taken me on the bus to town and a black guy got on the bus and he sat down and I was <laughs> sitting staring at him with my jaw on the floor no. and my mum's elbowing me to stop staring. You know? So, yeah, so that was, that was a real culture shock. And then I was completely apolitical. I didn't have a clue what was happening in the country when I left England. To see some of the obvious injustices, obvious even to yeah. me, in my naive state, it was, yeah, it was a bit hardcore in the beginning. 
Did you at any stage think, I can't be here? This feels, this feels uncomfortable. No, I think well, not that, that you can recall. at that time of my life, I had just a very... Just joint. If you feel guilty, just mm. have another puff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I had also, I had a very limited imagination. So this was where I was. I okay. was focused on where I was. With. This is what I'm doing. I didn't. I never. I was never one to plan ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I wouldn't think oh, I can do this for six months and then go. Okay. Never occurred to me. I, I always say. I was, I'm here. I always say. I was one of those people. With, I accepted what was. Mm. So, I grew up in apartheid, and that was how things were. Yeah. I don't question it. It, mm. it. it was just just what it was. Yeah. Yeah. What mm. style sign are you? I'm a Scorpio. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second Scorpio I speak to yeah, today. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What's your birthday? Third of November. Okay. So. How did you land in Cape Town? So, my I got married when I was twenty-eight for the first time. Okay. To a Scottish lady that I met in Joburg. Oh my word! Yeah. Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, we we bought a house together. We. Uh, Moved up the ladder a little bit by then. We were doing quite well, quite comfortable. Our son was born. And then he was, when he was five years old, he was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Mm. He had what's called a rhabdomyosarcoma, which is a soft tissue uh, tumor in the muscle under his right eye. Oh, my word. Yeah. And that was absolute hell. Um, five years, no. Two, first two and a half years of treatment, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, surgeries. We saw uh, we our routine for three weeks of every month while he was having treatment was I would sleep in the hospital with him overnight and my wife would stay with him. Oh, my word. Mm. So you hardly saw each other? No, we never saw each other. So he, was, he would um, have treatment. Uh, he'd come home for a few days, but it would knock his immune system silly. He'd get an, immediately get a raging temperature, and we'd have to take him back into hospital, and he'd be on intravenous oh, antibiotics. No. And that, as I say, two, two and a half years that went on, and then he was in remission for uh, 18 months. And during that 18 months, the crime at, well, at that time, the crime in Johannesburg was, was already off the charts. Yeah. So I had um, one of my... Uh, Chinese suppliers had set up a business in Australia and he approached me to to come to Australia to work for him. Okay. So I went over, I saw the place, I left it, went to Sydney, had a great time in Sydney and this was the plan. So I'd resigned from my job, um, waiting for uh, visas and everything yeah. to be finalised, which obviously is a process, it takes a while. Um, and then Garth's cancer came back. Oh no. Yeah. So obviously Australia was off the table because of their, uh, they wouldn't allow anybody in yeah. with, a, with, a, with a disease like that because of the burden to their health system. And then my wife got hijacked at home. Oh, no. Yeah. She came out of uh, the house in the morning and there were two guys with guns and took her car, bugged off. And then we decided, no, we can't, can't stay here. And about four weeks later, I came out of the house in the morning and they, I don't know if it was the same guys, I assume it probably was, and they came back. You're not serious. Yeah, they made me lie down on the floor in the garage, gun at the back of my head. I thought, this is it. And then they got in my, one of them got in my car and he tried to, he couldn't start the car first of all, so I had to get up and start the car for him. Oh my God. And then he started reversing up, but they searched me. They took my watch, took my wallet, but they didn't realize I had a gun in an ankle holster. And oh they didn't find it. So as they were pulling down the driveway, I started shooting at them. Mm. I didn't realize they were shooting back. Uh, when the police came later, they showed me the bullet holes in the oh garage fascia above my head. Because yeah. you were now just pumping with uh, adrenaline. You totally. You. I emptied my gun into the car. Oh my God. And then I realized it was empty. And these guys were still there. So I had to, uh, I actually ran back into the garage and picked up a shovel and waited for them to come back <laughs> and take on two guys, two armed guys oh, with a shovel. You know? But that's adrenaline. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they didn't. They, they reversed out. They crashed the car into the tree oh, in my garden. Oh, no. Yeah. And they got out and they ran away. So now your car is fucked. Yeah. So how did you explain that to the insurance Well, it was a company car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had an interesting conversation with my boss. 
but he but he was quiet and he said, well, at least the bastards didn't get away with it. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So have you had trauma counselling for these? Never. Never, never. 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 And I tell you, the PTSD is real. Huh? For months and months and months afterwards, I replayed the scene over and over. I and should over. have. I should have. I could have. I different must have. Different outcomes. I... Different actions. Oh my word. Yeah. Over and over again. For months, but I, so, I, I didn't know. I, I knew nothing about PTSD yeah. at that stage. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was going on. Oi! Yeah. So was that the final catalyst? Now we that's fucking. It, yeah. off. So now we now we're done. Yeah. yeah. So I approached some people that I knew in Joburg who were in a similar business. Um, I'd made some money. I cashed in my pension fund, and I had some other uh, windfalls, and I went into business with these guys to open a spare shop here in Cape Town. Okay. Yeah. And is that still the one you have? Still the one I have. Oh, I've bought them out over the years. Okay. So it's, um, but now it belongs to me and my ex-wife. My wife <laughs> of then who's now my ex-wife. Yeah. yeah. You. And I actually, my Muslim customers take the piss out of me mercilessly. They say I'm the only whitey with two wives, one at the shop and one at home. So you actually work with? I work on a daily basis with my ex-wife. Which has its challenges. I can imagine. <laughs> I was kind of dumbstruck. I'm so glad you yeah. said something because I couldn't. My, my brain got kind of stuck. I couldn't think of anything to say. <laughs> so thank God you broke the silence. And even weirder. I mean, I've been married for nine years. We've been together for ten years. She still hasn't met my ex-wife. Oh well. Of course, she doesn't want to. She just not. Neither one of them was interested. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. So, I can live with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And. Garth passed away. Garth passed How away. How long after you arrived in Cape Town? Uh, the same year. Oh, wow. Yeah, December 2010. No, December 99, just before, mm. just before the millennium. Yeah. Shame, man. Yeah. Oi. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was an absolute nightmare. That's so, where do you, how do you go through something like that? You drink. I mean, is it? Mm. You drink and you drive and you screw around. Okay. Yeah, I was. I couldn't. So, never. So, I never. So you, you you went kind of fuck that uh, to life. Yeah. yeah, I was. I mean, I was already an addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a sex addict. Okay. I mean, all the uh, all the all the behaviors were there, but now I had an excuse. Yes. Yeah. So and now, you deserved it. You deserved wow. everything that. So now. much. So oh much. wow! And that was that the behavior that led to the divorce. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, my wife found some found some very interesting. Um, Photos that I'd taken on a DVD. I'd gone away on a dive trip for a week and left the DVD in my office next to my wife's office. <laughs> so I think there was a there was a mm, sub, there was, subconscious yeah, exactly, level. Yeah, I'm really yeah, well for this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so she um, challenged me on it when I got back, and uh, we decided that that was the end. Let's go our separate ways. But I wanted her to continue in the business because I'm okay. an addict, so I want to have my cake and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like you more. <laughs> <laughs> because so, you deserve it. You, exactly. You, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we made it. So we, we got divorced. Um, it was, yeah. That must have been a really difficult, it interesting, was. fascinating, yeah. freaky time. <laughs> For everybody concerned. The staff didn't know which way to look. They didn't know who to talk to, who yeah. not to talk to. What. Yeah, it was, it was insane. But you got through it. Probably got through it, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, at that stage in your life, you couldn't hate God? Or, or, uh, or was there kind of no, there fuck was, you was, type yeah, of... Yeah, there, there was a lot of anger. Okay. Because I prayed, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and God still died. Yeah. You know? uh, so there was huge resentment, huge anger. It was basically, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need you. It's interesting how, how, how the things were kind of... Mm. You're on the back burner because you don't you don't suit my life. Now yeah, I need yeah, yeah. you, now and need now you, you don't help me. Now I fucking will hate you because yeah. <laughs> freaky. Wonderful. So wonderful. So, so there was a sense of spirit in there was in, in, yeah. In but, that, but in only that out time. of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't have anything else to turn to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the amazing thing. And oh, I always love it when I want to say things like this. And I think I shouldn't say this, and I think it's my podcast. I can mm. say it. If you don't want to, if you don't like what I say, then don't listen to it. Exactly. No, offend you. I, I apologize, but um, we have an open, open-minded conversation. Mm. But that's what I find interesting about Karl Marx mm. about religion, the opium for the soul. When we so need the pain to go away, yeah, we, we need it. some yeah. some form of higher power. Yeah. We just it, it's kind of it's nearly kind of a reactionary 
thing. We, yeah. It just happens automatically. Yeah. We, we yeah. grab to something bigger. I think, I think it's an innate belief in most of us that on our own, we're not good enough. Yeah. We need something bigger and better and stronger and more powerful and prettier and <laughs> smelling nicer <laughs> and, you know, than we are to, to do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's the basic of the 12 steps, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Without a higher power, there is no 12 you, steps. You're fucked, yeah. yeah. Totally, yeah. Totally so. Yeah. So, how long after the divorce mm. did you eventually say enough? Oh, a long time. It was, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got divorced, we sold the house we lived in in Hub Bay. I bought a bachelor pad in Greenpoint, oh. a loft apartment. And business was going really well at that stage. I bought a, a, a Z4 BMW. I bought mm. my first Harley. Um, um, yeah, no, everything was rock and roll. Though. And yeah, have you moved on from from marijuana by that stage? Uh, no, I was still still marijuana and alcohol then. Uh, binge drinking. I didn't drink every day. Well, I drank most days, but I didn't need to drink every day. Okay. But I didn't have an off switch. Once I started, okay. it could I could stop after three drinks, or I could stop on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> always. Though. Yeah. It, yeah. Always. <laughs> Could go, it could go either way. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I was highly functioning. I was at work every day. I did what I needed to do. The business was going well. But, <laughs> yeah. but I got in, uh, I got involved with a lot of hookers, strippers. And well, you lived, you, yeah, you lived in the perfect that was place. The life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of the strippers that I knew introduced me to Coke. Okay. And it was probably two, two and a half years after that. So uh, very, very, yeah. our stories are very similar yeah, there, hey? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's Alcohol and weed. Yeah, and then suddenly. Yeah, For, yeah 30 yeah. years, no problem. Yeah, well, For a no long problem. time, I, I believed that cocaine was my drug of choice, mm. but it wasn't. Marijuana yeah. was my drug of choice. It yeah. was the cocaine that brought me to my knees. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's the huge difference. Yeah. So were you a, a, a treatment baby? Yeah, what's happened... I lost... Sorry, to my listeners, that means you went into rehab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my, my last big party. Uh, I'd been out. Um, I woke up the next morning, still drunk and still high, in my spare bed for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why to this day. Couldn't find my phone, so I thought I must have left my phone in my car. So I got up, walked down to the garage, um, found my car. The whole side of my car was fucked. Oh, my word. My brand new SLK. Oh, I had no, no idea what happened to it. I could have killed somebody. I could have, could have hit another car. I suppose you look for blood spatters and think, mm-hmm. and look at yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. My phone still wasn't. I oh, my word. Phone. But I was functioning, you know, well, functioning on a level. No. I was on a remote, I think. But I, so I got into the car, went back, got got dressed, got into my car, drove to a panel shop because this wasn't the first radio. I'd had several accidents already. So you had a regular, so had a, a regular. Had a, yeah, yeah. I was getting a group discount. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, you call it crisis management. Yeah, exactly. you, went for your, yeah. you took your car for crisis management. Got to, got to the, <laughs> got to the panel shop, phoned my ex-wife at the office from his landline because I didn't have a phone. So, yeah. Said, listen, I've had an accident. I'm Those were at least the days we still knew, knew, yeah, you knew some knew telephone some numbers. numbers in your head. Yeah. <laughs> Because something like that happens to me today. I'm <laughs> you fuck it, yeah, you've yeah. got no chance. Uh, no Unless chance. you list it on, on Google Maps or something. Yeah, I, yeah, won't, yeah. I won't be able to get a number. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't even know our home number. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I found out, I said, I'm, I'm stuck. I need, a, I need a, um, a new phone. I've lost my phone. I've had an accident. I don't know what happened. Um, I'm going to come and pick you up, and then we must go and sort the phone out. So I went and I picked her up at the office. And she saw the, the car obviously was stuffed. Uh, drew, I needed another quote from Mercedes. So I drove with her to Mercedes. And as we were driving, and so it's wearing off and I start to come down. Mm. And I realized at that moment that if she wasn't in the car with me, I would have taken that car up to its top speed, 250 kilometers per hour, and I would have driven into the nearest concrete bridge. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was done. I was completely and utterly done. Mm. Yeah. Oh, those coke come down are the oh, worst. Absolute nightmare. In a coke come down, you would have called me and said, Congratulations, Mr. Van Rensburg, you have won a million rand. Mm. And my response would have been, Why is it not two million? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> there was yeah, just yeah. nothing. You can find a problem for every solution. Yeah, there was yeah. absolutely no okay. No. So, so I went to my GP, who I knew reasonably well, and told him what was happening. Um, and he found a psychiatrist and got me booked into Kenworth Clinic. Okay. There and then, so... 
And that was the year of our Lord, mm, 2009? Yeah, 2009. So no, you, 2008. 2008. Okay. 2008, yeah. So you, you're a year ahead of me. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So at that stage, did the concept of I'm going to stop using drugs click with you? No. Thank God. No. This, the same was for me. Mm. I, I have no idea what I thought was going to happen. No. I didn't have a problem with cocaine. <laughs> no problem it, it, with cocaine. It had a problem with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, they, when, they, when they told me you were a coke addict, I said, oh, bullshit. I said, I've never craved in my life. And then I thought about it and I thought, well, I've never craved because if I wanted, I went and bought. I was like, never given myself an opportunity <laughs> to crave. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, one of the preconditions for a craving is that you need to have stopped for long exactly, enough to, yeah, to, to get to, a craving. To develop the craving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never happened. <laughs> oh, I read. Yeah. So yes, and then obviously the sex addiction came up, and alcoholism was a was a was a given. I accepted that. So when they told you that you have to to live a life of complete abstinence, yeah, what went through your head? Would you freak the fuck out, or were you desperate enough the to? Worst, say, the worst question anybody could have asked me at that stage was, "So can you never drink again?" Oh God, oh, that word, that word, panic attack, <laughs> Jesus. Now, now, if somebody asked me that, I know the right answer. I said, "I don't know." Yeah. I can't drink today. Yeah. Well, I'll never drink tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But not today. Yeah, and, and we get that question. Do you yeah, still get I that still question? Get it. Yeah. yeah. Not as Amazing. much. Yeah. But I still get it. But so will you never drink again? Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm not willing to take I, the chance. I, 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 I might be day. able to, but I'm not willing to take the chance. I went, I went for dinner with, uh, with a friend and um, she at her place and, and she cooked dinner and she said, you know, do you want wine? Uh, I said, no, 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 I don't drink. She said, oh, sorry, I forgot you're in recovery. And then, like, she says, oh, but you can have a beer. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous. That, that's awesome. Yeah, the, the misconceptions sh- that are happening. Surely this can't be yeah, off yeah. the of the. It's cost. a of light. <laughs> it's light. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a phase. Mm. When I met Yaku, we met these, well, actually, one of his colleagues, mm. him and his wife, are real wine connoisseurs. Nice. And they've got this beautiful, I mean, we, they live in Somerset West, yeah, in a yeah, wine yeah. country, yeah. and they have this wine, the wine cooler, mm. but the room that you walk into, wow. um, always the perfect temperature. Yeah. And time after time, when I arrived there, they would offer me wine. Mm. And I said to them, I don't drink, I'm an alcoholic. Mm. And one night I got really pissed off. You keep <laughs> offering. Yes. Yeah. And on the way home, it dawned on me kind of, it's actually quite nice that they do it mm. because it just proves that they don't think of me as, as Freddie the alcoholic. Absolutely. They think of me as Freddie. Yeah. And yeah. that was nice. Yeah. So, okay, I'm actually, even though I'm an alcoholic, I'm a normal person. People mm. think of me as, as okay, my, my drink, my alcoholism is not important enough for, for them to define me in terms of yeah. that. Yeah. And then when I started switching the, the, the way I think about it, it's just not that important to other people. Yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. And it's that's important quite, to us. Quite, yeah, yeah, fuck it. My yeah. life depends on it. But, yeah. Yeah, so. so, you got introduced to the 12 steps. Yeah, so first, I, was like, I wasn't actually in the rehab. I was in the psyche. Were you in a psyche? Because you were suicidal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, the same sort of concept. Um, the first, one of the first tasks I had to do was write a life story. Ah. And that was, that was an interesting exercise. It still surprises me. Some of the stuff that came up from my childhood okay yeah that's that i really hadn't given headspace for a very long time oh wow quite significant so just suppressed it just suppressed it just suppressed it yeah 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 i was i was uh, sexually molested by an older boy when i was 10 years old oh my word and it went on for for a while for a good couple of months you know but i never saw it in that light because as far as i'm concerned he was showing me attention which is what i craved and male attention yeah exactly because i'd missed my brothers, yeah, you know, and I never had a father. I never had a positive male role model growing yeah. up, and this guy filled that gap mm. you know, in his own peculiar yeah. way. But yeah, so yeah, so I didn't realize how much resentment I held against that, and how much that it influenced my sex addiction. Yes, yeah, so, invariably, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it was it was very healthy for me to see that and to understand yeah. that. And that was just the beginning, and then it was all the other addictions that came up—the drinking and the drugs, and where it started and why—and it was all—it was all craving social acceptance. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. And 
Now we get to the higher power thing. Mm. Step two and three. Yeah, yeah. Very hard. You for didn't me. want to pack your bags and run away. My or? first, my first meeting were at Rose Street. Good old oh, Rose cool. Street. Oh, cool. I think that's smoke. possibly where I got where to know you. Yes, where yeah. you could still smoke in a meeting. Fuck, that meeting was funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could virtually stand outside the building. Yeah, the, yeah. You can see the, where smoke. the smoke comes out the window. I'm sure the fire brigade were caught more than once. Yeah, yeah. But you virtually fought your way through the smoke into that room. So, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, and then I didn't want to pray. I refused to pray. And then eventually I said, all right, I'll say the serenity prayer. I'll pray. But there's no way I'm saying amen at the end. <laughs> but are, I don't know why that was important to me. But, yeah. but you were okay to say the word God in yeah, the front. Yeah, because yeah, I've yeah. met a lot of people who said it, but they refuse yeah. to say God in front. Yes. Because then it's actually... Without that first word, yeah, and it's just, it could be okay, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. But you, so you're okay with the God, oh, you weren't okay I with the angels. To say amen. Enough, my first prayer as well is mm. kind of when I stopped praying, I thought if I say amen now, mm. that was a prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That defines it as a prayer, and, I, and I didn't want to acknowledge yeah, that I've just yeah, prayed. Yeah. So I said goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, chat again, bye. Thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> that was virtually what my first prayer was like. It was like a one, yeah. a one-sided telephone conversation because it was hi, how are you? Yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't going to say dear God and yeah, yeah, holy, yeah. B- dear, high, yeah. b- whatever. It was just kind of <laughs> no. It was what that that yeah. would qualify as a prayer. Absolutely. Yeah. So it it took me a while. I did the fake it till you make it. Thing. Ah, cool. Yeah. So I said all the words, went through everything, did what I had to do. I found my higher power, I think, on Table Mountain. Okay. Yeah. Used to hike quite regularly and go and find a spot on the mountain and go and sit and just chill for a bit. What's that song? I found my... Something... On Blueberry on Hill. Blueberry Hill. <laughs> no, I took a pill on Blueberry Hill. <laughs> 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 that was our version anyway. <laughs> I, was, I was working in financial services and I had this 300 or something clients. Mm. And one of them called me one day. We sat in a big open plan office, but mm. all the desks touched each other. So there were six desks. Like two desks would, would now be in lengthwise. Yeah, yeah. And then another two and another one like this. Right. And my one client called me and she was crying on the phone because somebody stole her drill. A drill, yeah. She went to the garage and the drill was gone. Oh, okay. And she was hysterical. Yeah. And who do you call when you lost, lose your drill? Your the financial, financial advisor, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, That's yeah. a logical thing. Yeah. So when I put down the phone, my one colleague went, I lost my drill. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> <laughs> That was so shocking. I love it. <laughs> so you find it. your, your higher yeah. power on some form, yeah, form of hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't define. I probably still couldn't define. Okay. Wrong. But I consider myself a spiritual being. Awesome. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't adhere to any religion whatsoever. I still think religions are man-based, not God-based. Uh, but yeah, but there's definitely the universe, call it the universe, call it God, call it your higher power, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't I matter. Make, I make my higher power with the wind, like mm. the wind blowing there. For me, that was, that's a power greater than myself. Oh, I, there can't, you go. I can't move the trees like that. And you can't stop them moving yeah, either. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's how I found my power. So now let's jump 10 years. Mm. So the last time I saw you, you were about double the size you are now. Yeah, yeah I was up <laughs> so, at nearly, nearly 100 kilos at, at one stage. And how much are you now? I'm 78 now. Oh my God. Mm. What? Okay, so I see you on Facebook mm. and I see that you do some serious boot camps. Yeah. But exactly. how did that happen? What 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 happened? <laughs> it's it's the the boot camp I go to. It's in the uh, the road where my business is. Okay. And there used to be a very nice ice cream shop right next to the boot camp. <laughs> so I used to oh, walk that, past it every day to go and buy an ice cream. Mm, yeah. Ice cream for me is the antidepressant of the gods. <laughs> the antidepressant yeah. of the gods. Yeah. And this was this was really good ice cream. Oh no. And then. I think they guilted me into it because I'd walk past and they're all jumping up and down, burping and touching toes <laughs> and yeah, going mull in there. And I thought, yeah, well, maybe I need to do it. I, I, at that stage, um, I realized that walking up a flight of stairs was a challenge. Okay. Because you were top. smoking as well? Smoking. I'm still smoking. Oh, you're still smoking. Yeah, okay. Not as much, but I do still smoke cool. occasionally. 
We all need at least some vice. Yeah, absolutely. Mine's sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's my other. <laughs> While we're playing true, it yeah. can't be. Look at you. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. While we're playing so true confessions, I'll confess to, that's, to that's, a sugar addiction. That's where this this has helped me. I've been. It'll be three years next month that I've been training at this place. Oh wow! I train five mornings a week wherever I can, um, and it's tough, 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 tough cardio. So is is this kind of um, X CrossFit? CrossFit. It's not a CrossFit, but it's a similar concept. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's, you don't do your own thing. It's, there's a class, a 45, 50-minute class every of session. Cardio. Of cardio. It's cardio and weights. How mixed. often did you throw up when you started? Uh, it was close. Uh, so and I still get spots before the eyes. And, and, Are you and, serious? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hardcore. It's really hardcore. I'll die. Yeah. I, I will absolutely, positively. When and injuries? Have you had any serious muscle injuries? No, nothing serious. Though. I mean, my knees have always been a bit dodgy. Yeah. I'm raising my hand. Yeah, Serious yeah. shit. So, so I wear these elastic knee okay. protectors. Uh, and do they help? They help, yeah. Cool. They help. And my, as my legs have, and my body has gotten stronger and leaner and meaner over the last three years, the, knee the muscles get stronger. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to ask this question earlier, but it's now actually the appropriate time to ask them. Have you had any serious motorcycle accidents? Uh, when I was 18, 17 years old. Okay, so you're already into biking from teenagers. I started, I got my first bike uh, when I was 15, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I had a really bad accident, I nearly lost my leg. Oh my word. I came off uh, and hit a road sign with my leg at the side of the road. Uh, oh my God. I was in for 18 months. 18 months? 18 months. But yes. But it didn't stop me riding. When I had a, <laughs> I had a plaster. That's when you found the Harley, where you exactly. could extend no, no, yeah. <laughs> I had, I had a plaster of cast from my knee to my ankle. Okay, so... And I used to ride to my physio sessions on a motorbike <laughs> with my walking stick stuck down the back of my <laughs> The nurses and the doctors oh God, used must to have been shit so funny. me out. I can imagine. Yeah, but yeah. you're 17 years old and you are... You're bulletproof. You're absolutely indestructible. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. I would love to see a photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they exist. Sure. So, so, yeah. So, was that a contributing factor to the to the knee problem? Ah, uh, yes, definitely. Because now okay. my left leg—that was actually the third time that I've broken my left leg. Oh my god! And my left leg is subsequently about an inch and a half shorter than my right leg, wow. which throws my whole body. So my hips, my knees, all and are all that doesn't those. cause a lot of trouble with the exercise. No, no, no. no in, fact, in fact, the the exercise has helped it. Oh my word! Yeah, yeah. Okay. And losing uh, losing nearly twenty kilos yeah. has helped it. So, yeah, it's made a huge difference in my life. I'm fitter, um, I have more energy, I have more focus. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it really is life-changing stuff. Amazing. Yeah. And then with the life-changing stuff, mm. comes some other life-changing stuff. Yeah, you, yeah lots you, lots. You're in the process of changing career. Well, yeah, it's, it's been a long time coming. I mean, as I say, I've been in the spares business all of my life, uh, and I'm really tired of it now. I need to needed to do something else um, and four years ago I started studying counseling and communication ah. primarily because of my the help I'd had in my own addiction okay so my uh, thought pattern at the time was addictions counseling but that has morphed over the years um, I've found quite a nice niche in couples counseling how did that happen I volunteer at a place called Hope House in Tableview um, and there is a, it's a general walk-in counselling centre where people pay a donation, they pay whatever they feel they can afford. And I've seen lots of couples there. Okay. Straight couples, gay couples. Um, it's, you know, I mean, relationships are relationships. Yeah. And the issues are always the three big ones. It's kids, money, and sex. Ah. And the one, one, two, or all of those are generally an issue. But at least we don't have children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you can always adopt. Eh? Yeah. And you've got cats. <laughs> we've got two, two, yeah. two, two cats. We've got who's already a problem cat anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so yeah, I find from my own my own experience with relationships. I mean, I've my first wife. I really put her through the mill. I was yeah. a cunt, basically. You know. Um, and. Fortunately, through recovery, I've learned from my mistakes. Okay. And now I'm remarried, as you know, um, for nine years. And it's a different war game. You know? yes. I would never do to my current wife mm. what I did to my ex-wife. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the same, yeah. Second yeah. marriage. And mm. I, I feel sorry for the first marriage because 
for what he's gone through, mm. he actually deserves to have the me now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Take you so, so find him another Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. You qualify now, end of Jan. End of Jan. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Exciting, and yeah. is this a career you want to follow? It now? is. Look, I've also, as, as I've told you, I'm also uh, studied massage therapy. When did that happen? That happened. That started about two years ago. And why did that happen? It's something I've always been interested in. Okay. And it's something that I've always been called to. Every, you know, you, you massage. It's usually with an ulterior motive. We've all been at rave parties. Exactly. We all massage. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, but I was always told. That, that you I have good hands. I have great hands. Yeah. 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 So I have, I great, thought, I have well, good hands too. Yeah. So I, th- I thought, well, let's do something with this, you know. And Is there a specific type of massage that you do? I do deep tissue oh. and I do relaxation therapy. And I generally tend to combine the both. Okay. So first I'll hurt you and then I'll make you feel nice. Mm, I always say, if you can't hurt me, you can't love me. Yeah, exactly. If you yeah. want to frustrate me, do, do me softly. Yeah, kind of, no, get no, no, in no, there no, and no. get to it. Yeah, do, do. I yeah. use elbows, Oh, knuckles, I love you already. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and... and I have, in the beginning, I had to question my motives as a sex addict. Yes. Being suddenly allowed to lay my hands on attractive young ladies. Yeah. You know, and in the beginning it was a challenge. But I've gotten over that. It's now... Professionality motive, yeah, kicks in. My motives are clear. Yeah. You know, Amazing. I'm there to help somebody. Yeah. Uh, not not to help myself. I'm there to help somebody. And in doing so, it has helped me so much with my sex addiction. Yeah, amazing. I no longer objectify women. Oh, wow. Yeah. If anything, you now look at them in, t- in terms of their muscle tone exactly, yeah, and, and yeah, their, yeah, their posture yeah, in terms of yeah. how they walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 it's changed. Cool. Look at them and say, you need some hip work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a hell of a journey. A hell of a journey. But now, I, and I find when I'm massaging that people tend to open up. Uh, a lot of people want to talk while they're being oh, massaged. Amazing. And there's, there's, there's a, there are a lot of similarities. I mean, they're both very intimate. Yeah. They both involve a lot of trust. Yes. And I find, yeah, people, people when they're relaxed, they really open up and they talk. And, and afterwards, they say to me, but I've never told anybody this stuff before. Why am I telling you this stuff? Amazing. Yeah. So you, you must charge the massage fee as well as the counseling fee in one. I should, but I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're getting a hell of a bargain if you come for a massage. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> double your money, double your fun. Have two but, treatments but, instead of just one. But you can't do it the other way around. If I started massaging my counseling clients, I think then that they, uh, they might be frowned upon. So you're now really, really, really ready to, to embark yeah. on, on, on a yeah. whole new, new journey. Want. Not only are you a new Paul yeah. in terms of the, the way you look... Yeah. Diet. Diet. Um, part of part of my gym regime, where three or four times a year, we have what we call a six-week challenge. During that time, no sugar, very limited carbs. You get one cheat day a week. Okay. So six days a week. No, what do you no eat on it? No what cookies. do you eat on a cheat day? Uh, on a cheat day, you know, in the beginning, I would go mole. Yeah. No, I don't. Because you put so, so much yeah, hard exactly, work yeah. in. Do you really no, want to fuck it up? I... If I have one donut. I mean, before I could sit and eat six yeah. donuts, no problem. Now, if I have one donut, I'm already getting the shakes from the yeah. sugar rush. Oh, my word. Um, so I tend to stick to dark chocolates, but the carbs I can do. Uh, the the yeah. potatoes, the pastas, the... Yeah, yeah, burgers, chips, okay. Uh, okay. fish and chips, you know, all, the, all of that good stuff. You okay. Know, yeah. Well, you're all British for God's oh, sake. Fish and chips teas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll die without yeah, the fish and chips. Exactly. <laughs> You might have been in Africa for a long time, yeah. but you will definitely die without the fish and chips. But, but I've learned, I mean, I, I do all the cooking at home. Tori okay. hates the kitchen. So it's amazing how many men mm. I know yeah. do the cooking. It's become the new norm, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I find it relaxing. I get home from awesome. work, I'm stressed. Half an hour in the kitchen, I'm going to talk to anybody. Yeah. I can put my music on. You know, pet the dog. And dogs, dogs, cats, well, yeah, chickens. Okay, whatever, whatever's available. <laughs> so, so you've got. You said you've got six dogs. Six dogs. How many cats? One cat. We one had cat. two, but one disappeared, unfortunately. I know. We live on a farm, so there are well, do you blame it for? Do you blame snakes. it for after having six dogs? The cats love the dogs. I and see. The dogs it. love the cats. Oh, you've got sweet. To see it too, I mean, we've got two pit bulls. Uh, we've got a pit bull cross. We've got a, a cane corsa, which is an Italian mastiff, and then we've got a Yorkshire terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> A pavement special, but an African grey as well, and he's actually. How old is the African grey? Yeah, we got him from a oh baby my word. hand reared him. You must see the size that he shows. It's like in what? Yeah, 
Was it, it really that small? Yeah, it was. We're talking about 10 centimeters? Less uh, than 10 centimeters? No, no, it was a, it, what's that, 10? About, about 30, 30, no. No, 30 10, centimeters. You're right, yeah, 10 yeah. centimeters. Yeah, it was about 10 oh centimeters. Oh, my word. And he had no feathers, and he was an ugliest thing. He looked oh. like a little dinosaur. So <laughs> <laughs> cute. Uh, but we, we hand reared him. He's now four, five, six. Okay, so he's still a baby seven. in terms baby, baby. of. Yeah. I mean, he can live for 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's seven, yeah, six, seven years old. Okay. Um, and but, but he is the boss of the house. Serious? Swears like a trooper. <laughs> shouts at the dogs. He gets off his cage and he wanders through the pack of dogs. <laughs> Goes up to the cats. Um, and the cats kill birds. The, I mean, the cats kill birds and but drag not, them in all the time. But somehow, some... This, this doesn't qualify. They, yeah, they know he's a part of the pack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sweet. And they, and they try and pat him and he nips them on the paw <laughs> and they run like hell oh, but, yeah. you sound like we have a wonderful house no, we you mentioned something about chickens as well yeah yeah we've got uh, we, we had a lot more chickens but we're down to eight chickens because uh, you live on a farm a small small holding yeah and yeah. six horses, horses six horses at the moment yeah wonderful it yeah. sounds absolutely amazing it is it's uh, i wish i could work from home because it's such a beautiful environment and why it. can't you because of the industry that i'm in at the moment i need, okay. I need a retail space but so, so once, once the well, so when you change over, you can actually because I work here. Yeah, this this is my yeah, my yeah. counseling group. I've uh, I've set up a little massage studio at home. Awesome, which I can also use as a uh, counseling room. Fabulous. I also uh, there's a space in Claremont that I can rent. Yeah. by the hour. Wonderful. Uh, where I can also massage or counsel. That sounds like active addiction. Yeah. I want a room by the hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about euphoric recall. <laughs> <laughs> So let's end with how do you feel about the potential of a whole life change at the age of 58? Scared and excited. Okay. Yeah. So both, both, both are the in equal amounts of this. It's, it's, it has to happen, Freddie. I'm not happy in my current career. So and eventually at the age of 58, you can make a choice and say, this is what I want to well, do. Well, business is not great. So maybe the choice will be made for yeah. me. Yeah, I'm, I'm so blessed that my choice was made for me as well. Yeah. I got retrenched from my previous job yeah. and it was the weirdest thing. It never crossed my mind mm. to go and look for a job. Yeah. It was just kind of, I've got this qualification. Mm. This is this is the universe saying, yeah. you've studied. Yeah. You should fucking stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, that's exactly what yeah. I feel is happening to me. The yeah. universe is telling me this is what you need to be doing. Awesome, yeah. I'm not sorry about it for no. one second. I've my never dream, my absolute dream is to have a, a little holistic health center, a retreat mm. type of thing. Lovely. Yeah, where I can bring in massage, counseling, equine therapy, dogs as well. Yes. Dogs are very therapeutic. Tyson is a, I call him a therapy cat, mm. but what happens is we will sit down and about five minutes later, he'll now at the door. Yeah. So I say to the client, do you mind if the cat comes in? Mm. No client has ever said no. Mm. And then he smells the client and he jumps on my lap. Yeah. And then he settles on my lap purring. Mm. And he lies there purring for the rest of the session. Yeah, yeah. Unless the client cries. Mm. Then he jumps off and he goes and he lies for the client. Incredible. Animals, freaky, animals, freaky, freaky. Animals are so perceptive. Except for one client. Mm. From the first day, he was an alcoholic guy. And yeah. Tyson walked in, smelt him and jumped on his lap. He liked him immediately. Oh, really? yeah. Yes, he I loved him. Say the opposite. And I was quite offended. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. How did he? <laughs> and one day a guy walked in and was in the terrible space mm. and Tyson nod opened the door he walked in and the guy was preparing his lap and Tyson yeah. jumped on my lap yeah. and he said not even a cat was anything you <laughs> and I started wondering oh my god is it such a good idea to, yeah, to, to, to have this way. cat in the room it can go either way yeah. <laughs> and um, what I've done as well I've put these two bird feeders at the window oh right sure and so you get lots of uh, wild I get, birds or? no I got mosses mosses oh, okay. and nothing exotic yeah, but I yeah, yeah. does yeah. but Still, just to have the sound of the birds mm. going while we're busy with the, with the therapy is yeah, really yeah. makes a difference. Nice. Also, when when I find clients get tense or I want to break the tension, I mm. just kind of oh listen to that and just just quickly break yeah, break that yeah, tension yeah. To, to 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 refocus. And I love that. Yeah. So I call them my therapy birds as well. So you're excited and mm. you're afraid, and one can completely understand that. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do for yourself today to keep yourself? grounded, connected, 
I've recently taken up cold water swimming. Go and jump in the ocean for 20 minutes. In <laughs> I went to... Okay. Uh, it's we, official. We, yeah. You are the bitch for me. <laughs> Bikes. Ma- ma- yeah. Brick tank. Cold water. Like, Jesus fuck. <laughs> but you know who got me into it? No. My wife. Oh my word. And she hates the cold. With How did you say Natalie the Twain? No. She hates the cold with a passion. So and, do I. But she's done some research and the cold water has amazing analgesic qualities because yeah. of her career. She has oh, yes, numerous injuries all and pains and she lives in constant pain. We've been do you do massages on her? I do. Okay. But not as many as you would think. Okay. Because I think because it's available 24-7, she's kind of over it. Yeah. You know, there's always something else to do at home. Yes. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's part of it. But 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 the swimming is, is at a huge effect. She hasn't had a painkiller this week. Are you serious? Mm. That's, I mean, the first time in her life that she's gone a whole week without a painkiller. So is it an energetic because of the the brain process or because you're fucking frozen and you can't feel a fucking frozen. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it what it does is you uh, your all your body tissues contract yeah. and then when they open up and expand, you get a flow of fresh blood through yeah, those tissues, okay, yeah. and which is very healing and very um, yeah, as yeah. An analge- analgesic as I'm saying. It's, oh my word! Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's an interesting thing that's that's come up recently, and then. I went to Africa Burn for the first time last year. It's on my bucket list, but yeah. my husband just looks at it and say, no. No. Well, that's what my wife says. She's doesn't so do, did you go without her? I went without her. She doesn't do long drop toilets. <laughs> Not all. for all the money in the world. Okay. Now that you've mentioned that, uh, <laughs> thanks. So, scratch it off the yeah, bucket scratch list. Scratch it off the Get a new bucket. I, was, I, st- I did military service. Mm. And we did 10 days um, bush phase. Yeah, yeah. So one platoon was responsible for digging the trenches for the, for the latrines, for the latrines yeah. and everything. And they put up the netting and everything. Mm. And I walked in there and I looked at it and I thought, no. <laughs> for 10 days, I didn't go. <laughs> I just switched. No wonder you put my, on white. <laughs> <laughs> I just switched my system off. Yeah. And the 11th day, I went to the doctor and I said to him, I haven't been for 10 days. Mm. He said, are you uncomfortable? I said, no. He said, well, then you're okay. Yeah. It will happen when when you're ready when you switch when you switch back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first day back in camp, it Bang. happened. Yeah. 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 So I'm worth it. I will know. No. I was shit scared. I'm going to fall in there. <laughs> Wait, do you know the concept of go kart? Yeah, did, yeah, did, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Even if I wanted to, I will not be able. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, okay, so you went. And was 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 that a a a. a a mental, spiritual freak-up. Yeah. A, a, as in a, in a positive way, I mean. In a very positive way. Because yeah, that is such creativity. Absolutely. And Have you ever watched the YouTube clip called Oh, the Places You'll Go, Burning Man? No. Oh, do but yourself. I've seen, I have seen all the videos. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. It, they, they took the doctor's, Dr. Zia's book, yeah. Oh, the Places You'll uh, Go, okay. and made a video at Burning Man in America. Right. It yeah. is yeah. beautiful. It's one of my yeah. favorite things. Yeah. When I'm down, Wow. When I'm really done, I do other oh, places to go because it's a beautiful book, number yeah. one. And then in this creative, the, mad environment. The artworks. Yes. The, the people, the costumes. I mean, the creativity. It's, it's just The music. It's, I mean, it's sensory overload yeah. completely. Yeah. It's, it's just such a safe and beautiful environment. I felt completely comfortable letting it all go and just and being. What did you... Where did you get what you wore? Did you have it? Surely you don't have stuff like that in your wardrobe. Well, funny you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> you do? I do now. I got, uh, I got involved with a group of people who are regular burners. Okay. And we had sewing nights at their place before we left. Okay. And I made myself a gold onesie. <laughs> <laughs> a shimmering gold onesie. <laughs> <laughs> if, then, you, if you said sequence then I would yeah, have no, fallen no, no, off the no, tree absolutely no this was a shimmering oh my god I, I cut the pattern myself they had a, an overlocker machine so they sewed it for me but okay. I, I did everything else I measured I cut uh, did you go and buy the material as well no no they bought the material yeah, they <laughs> but bought, did you say you wanted gold yes yeah, 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 oh yeah, my yeah. god because yeah, we all they have a Wednesday day there Wednesday Wednesday a onesie Wednesday I think it is okay and everybody wears one oh fabulous so we had blue Red, white, gold, silver, you name it. We had every color you can imagine. And it, oh, it was glorious. 
Oh, that sounds amazing. Absolutely. It was like, I mean, I haven't played dress up since I was six. Yeah. And it was like dress up for adults. It was wonderful. Such awesome. Fun. And I was also, I was introduced, um, or reintroduced, I should say, I should say to Silas Ivan's Magic Mushroom. Ah. Mm. And as a recovering addict, I was extremely wary. I can imagine. But it was just something that spoke to me. And I tried it, and it had a an interesting effect I only took a small dose there but the, the, the guy that, that I spoke to about it he put me on to a lady here in Somerset West who is very in, involved with uh, no, she's, the, she's the, the, she's the I actually thought she was in Stellenbosch yeah, I just spoke yeah. earlier yeah she's the I mean she is the the, the guru yeah the guru uh, and she and she's so humble and, and she's also in her 70s okay you know, she's an amazing woman also recovering from cancer Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, she's she's uh, she recently her hair has actually just grown back oh, from, from her last chemotherapy sessions, but yeah, I, I went there uh, three months after I got back. I went and I journeyed there. I took, <laughs> so I took the, I took this five grams, and the best way I can describe it is I lost my body, I lost uh, my ego, uh, I lost myself. All I was was a puddle of energy lying on the floor. That's the interesting thing, the word that you're saying mm. is puddle. Yeah. Because when we spoke about it earlier, I wanted to say to you, because mm. I said to you I don't like it. Yeah. I feel I feel like a puddle. Mm. I feel as if my boundaries, my yeah, yeah, yeah. my physical boundaries yeah. It's like your insides are outside. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's the weirdest and I don't I But the, also as I said, I, I was in safe spaces and I went exactly. all those types so, of things. Yeah. So the, 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 for me the big thing was letting go of control because yeah. there is no control when you take that kind of dose do you perceive that now as a spiritual practice definitely amazing without a shadow of a doubt I felt in touch with the universe I felt in touch with the people around me um, I felt more than in touch connected yeah. I was like joined at the hip with everybody I mean there were like 20 of us that were journeying and I mean I did some research um, the, the, the top minds on the subject say there's the, the, the mushrooms are less addictive than, than anything yeah. else there is nothing else which is which is less addictive than mushrooms and safe you could eat your own body weight in mushrooms and it wouldn't kill you wow yeah. I had a client once a teenage boy I knew his parents mm. and they contacted me and said they're very worried about him he's a serious depression sufferer mm. and he went to some um, transporting yeah and he took mushrooms mm. And he came back and he was for the first time in a long time mm. out of depression. Yeah. And he wanted to start using mm. on a regular basis. Yeah. And they, they were against it. Mm. Mo mostly because they didn't know it. Yeah. And they looked for guidance yeah. from me. Mm. And I felt very, very, very out of, of my depth. Mm. I agreed to see the boy. And I was, I was open-minded about it yeah. because, as we, we spoke before, I'm not against it, mm. not at all. Yeah. And one thing that, that I found really difficult is us as addicts mm. to believe that everything and everybody is an addict or, or, or addictive. It's yeah. not. There yeah. are people who can use successfully. Absolutely. And I'm yeah. sure there are people yeah. who can use some substances successfully mm. and others not. Yeah. And I just chatted to him mm. and I said to him, but I also spoke to psychiatrist friends and read up on the internet. Yeah. I pointed the dangers out, but I also said to him, frankly, hmm. what you're experiencing, I believe it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's, but that's, that's, I can't tell you go out and use it. That's, that's a call for, for microdosing right there. Yeah. Where you take, I mean, literally, powdered form of mushroom, you dip a teaspoon into it, and just the tip of the teaspoon, yeah. put it under your tongue and let it dissolve. And you do that on a daily basis. Yeah. And that, to me, is better than any and less harmful than any uh, antidepressant that's, that's on the market. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that to me, is, is the true medicinal value in mushrooms. So is there a way that you, as a counsellor, can go somewhere and qualify mm -hmm. in something like microdosing? There, because it's still an illegal substance. In South Africa? Everywhere and in the world. Everywhere in the world, except it's just being legalized for medicinal use in Oregon. In the okay. States. Yeah. So that is definitely the way that it's going. I believe, like marijuana, yeah. one day it will be legal. Yes. But that is problematic 
So okay. as a counsellor, I can't in all conscience yeah. recommend to a client to go out and buy some mushrooms. Then yes. you get arrested and locked up and it's my yeah. fault. You know? so, so no. And, but there, having said that, there are uh, therapeutic environments where they are being treated okay. with, with mushrooms yes. and with LSD and with MDMA. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the psychedelics are being used uh, in, in, yeah. in psychotherapy. Definitely a new journey, a whole new world. It's been, it's been an explosive year, Freddie. I, I feel as if uh, I've been taken apart and put back together again. And some of the parts are fitting out a lot better than they used to. And they definitely lost some of the parts. Yeah, <laughs> Looking yeah, at you, yeah. some, some parts got, got seriously it's, missing somewhere yeah. along the way. I, I had, I had a, an epiphany the other day. and I, I realized the reason why I'm comfortable with mushrooms. Um, to me, they're the polar opposite of drugs. Drugs isolate you and take you away from yourself okay. and from everybody else. Whereas mushrooms take you inside yourself and yes. connect you with everybody else. Oh, cool. So I think that to me is, is yeah. the difference. Amazing. Yeah. So that's where we're going to end this journey of yours. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so I don't know how the hell I'm going to edit this to be yeah, well, shorter. Yeah, that's your problem. That <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I should lose, lose this one, just pretend this conversation never happened. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, this was absolutely amazing. I loved it. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your effort to come through to Somerset yeah, West. Everything. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I wish you all of the best with your amazing new journey mm. that's happening. And as I've discussed with you the other day, is mm. we have places where we're going to touch yeah, ground yeah, in future. Yeah, sure so we'll be in touch. Awesome. There. Look after yourself. You too. Cheers. This was great fun. I hope you enjoyed it too. If you want to contact Paul for a massage or a counseling session, go to his Mind, Body and Spirit Facebook page and search for the following. MBS Massage SA. MBS Massage SA. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field, or Freddy Counselor, or Freddy van Rensburg, or on Twitter at, at RensburgFreddy, or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. I want to thank Paul for his time and lovely energy in talking to Meet Me in the Field. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.